0: Unbelievable story and a dairy farmer's worst nightmare. Scary, scary stuff as we hear the details, the war stories from Eastern Washington after a freak blizzard struck and left everybody scrambling. On many dairy, I understand over a dozen dairies affected over there. I mean, we've had a little bit of snow here. And, you know, up here in North Whatcom County, yeah, okay, we've had a little bit of wind. You know, we had 15 degrees and 60-mile-an-hour winds and a little bit of snow, but nothing like what they experienced was just about a, a week ago over in Sunnyside, Um, that area over there in eastern Washington where there happened to be a lot of dairies and this freak blizzard striking, the result being... Well, over a thousand cows perishing in the awful weather as crews, as farmers, all hands on deck, tried everything they could to save these cows' lives. Kind of some weird stuff going on as far as what the cows were doing and what happened there and what mud their nature threw at these folks. One of the farmers affected, and somebody who's been speaking out and, and telling the story on this. Uh, Jason Sheehan, who was just on on the program with us uh, a month ago uh, or so, talking about uh, more of the advocacy work that they're doing over there. You guys have been thrust into this. Um, Mother Nature just totally... Kicked you guys so hard over there. I, I know I saw a post on Facebook from your wife. Uh, and, and she said, and this is before I really had a, a, an idea of what was going on. She said, our world has been turned upside down. And I said, what? And then I read the details and my stomach you know, just sank. Jason, talk about what happened. Talk about this from the start. You guys knew a storm was coming but you didn't expect this, right?
1: No, we've been hearing that there's going to be some snow and wind coming up on Saturday, probably since early in the week. Um, we're used to that. You know, you, every once in a while you get some, some snow. It was forecasts was showing three to five, three to six inches, maybe 25 mile an hour wind. So we've been preparing all week and Making sure the generators were ready to keep milk barns going, and all the equipment had winter diesel fuel in it, and obviously checking water troughs and all the things we normally do in winter over here. Um, but Mother Nature threw a little twist for us.
0: So they were only expecting a, a few inches of snow. They were expecting 25-ish mile an hour winds. What kind of temperatures were they forecasting for the lows?
1: Oh, it was um, it was in the 20s, so it wasn't okay. really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we we came in Saturday. We came in Saturday morning and like every morning we meet in the office around 6 a.m. with the crew and talk about what we need to get done that day. And we said, hey, the, the wind's going to start picking up here in about an hour and the snow's going to start coming down. So get cows bedded, cows fed, make sure water troughs are good, do our normal routine and make sure we take care of these girls going into this yeah. this storm. And even at that point at 6 in the morning, it still showed three to five inches and in 25 mile an hour winds. So we weren't expecting anything then different than we expected all week.
0: So what happened from there? When did you start realizing this forecast missed something here? This is this is turning into a a big deal.
1: Well, you, you know, our normal guy feeding cows starts at 5 and about about 7:30 he calls me on the radio and says, "Hey, I need some help. I got stuck." So, he sent one guy to pull him out and I said, "Well, if he's stuck, I'll hop in the other feed wagon myself and Keep, keep the feeding going to get this, that part done at least so we don't get too far behind. And while I was feeding, it started being whiteout conditions and uh, couldn't see much of anything, hard to even get the feet in the wagon. Hmm. And on my second second load, I also started getting stuck. I think I got stuck four times and kept getting pulled out. The last time they pulled me, the chain came through the window of the tractor oh. and broke the window and hit me in the knee. So it was the beginning of a wonderful day.
0: Oh, geez. And, and, you know, we've experienced little bits of that over here, but then it just, it just kept on. And this is, this is a freak storm, even by Eastern Washington standards. It just kept pummeling you guys with that, those same conditions for hour after hour, right?
1: Yeah. by you know, after I had the window broken out of my tractor, I'd Snow was coming in like crazy, so I quick ran home with my pickup and decided I'd put some drier clothes on, and uh, by the time I changed clothes and tried to get out of my driveway, I got stuck three times on the one-mile drive back to the dairy in snow drifts, and you couldn't see more than 25, 30 feet in front of you, so we pretty much knew we were getting blasted, and Uh, At that point in time, I parked the pickup, switched to a tractor, and that was the only way we could get around anymore. And uh, we actually, you know, tried to get as much of the feeding done, ended up finishing the bedding that we could. And by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, we pretty much shut both milk barns down because we couldn't get cows to enter the barns or leave the barns or do anything. It was blowing so hard, and we were concerned for the safety of the cows and the safety of the employees.
0: So winds of 80 miles an hour, I was hearing, just incredibly heavy snow, cold temperatures temperatures end up lower than they had forecast or i guess once it's below uh freezing and you've got snow coming down and it's blowing that hard the wind chill goes so low it almost doesn't matter
1: yeah you know we we ended up getting 18 to 24 inches of snow which Hmm. hard to tell because i think it all blew to the south end of the valley yeah uh winds were sustained at 40 to 50 miles an hour from 7 in the morning until about 11 at night we had gusts up to 80 miles an hour and the majority of the dairies that were affected by this are on the north edge of the valley, and we're all pretty much along the Rosa Canal. If you got on the Rosa Canal and followed it from west to east, you'd see every single dairy that got affected by this, and they are pretty much the only ones.
0: So when did you start to discover, you know, you said the cows weren't cooperating they didn't want to go in to be milked and that that could have helped them right they could help warm them up get them and get them in the milking barn but they didn't want to move when did you know start to realize things were really really turning deadly
1: i stayed out here and um with everybody gave the guys a break from about one o'clock i came back in at quarter to five and said uh saturday night let's try milking again so we Fired up the parlors again and it took us two and a half hours to milk a hundred cows, which Mm. normally we can milk a hundred cows in 30 minutes or less. We had six people trying to move cows out of the barn and back to their pens, and we knew that we weren't getting anywhere, and we are once again concerned. And At that point, when we finally shut down for the second time at 7.30 at night, um, we knew that we had some cows that were getting pushed into corners, so we went out and tried to move those cows out of the corners, and once again, I was more concerned about the safety of the people. Mm-hmm. And so I said, we just need to let them be for now, and came back in, kept watching the forecast, and it looked like 11 p.m. was going to be our window finally where it was supposed to get down to 20 miles an hour So I said, everybody, take a break. Uh, A lot of the employees went into our our houses and uh, got something to eat and took a little rest. And we all came back out at 11 and got after it.
0: And so what do you do at that point? Because I understand from the accounts I've been hearing these cows, and you're describing this too, they were crowding into the corners of their pens. Some cows were getting you know, trampled or, or suffocated because they were crowding so tight, but it was just kind of this instinctive... herd behavior, apparently, that was going on that was kind of keeping them from doing what they needed to do to to stay safe in the weather.
1: Well, when you get high winds like that, we've had the high winds here. We've had the snow. Um, We've never had the two combined quite like this. I mean, I grew up in Minnesota. Our herd manager, Kyle Van Dyke, grew up right there in Linden. Neither one of us had ever seen anything like this. And, uh, you know, we had... Bales up where we thought we needed them to be for wind breaks and things like that. We got a wind more out of the east than out of the north, like we used to. And uh, the cows end up turning away from the wind, putting their hind ends to the wind, and, and trying to crowd up and keep themselves warm and herd. And um, it didn't end up very well with some of them because they all ended up in the corners. And like you say, there's some trampling and stuff like that. Mm. So probably probably one of the saddest sights that anglers have ever seen is dairy corners because the you know obviously when you're out here, you're trying to make sure that employees and cows are all. Taken care of, and when you anytime you lose one cow, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And when you lose when you lose the amount of, amount of cows that we did in such a <laughs> short time, pretty tough to deal with.
0: Well, that's why I say a, a dairy farmer's worst nightmare. I mean, for anybody, obviously their family is going to be number one of things you got to protect in this life. Uh, your family, and then not shortly after your employees and, and the you know the the humans nearby. But beyond that, there's nothing more important that you're trying to protect than those animals. I mean, they're they're part of the family too, and when you just can't get them to do what they need to do to 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 be safe and to survive, it's got to be incredibly maddening. But for people who you know don't know uh, about working with animals, you you can't make a cow do something it doesn't want to do. I mean, you're talking a lot about a lot of pounds of beef there that just won't move if if she doesn't want to.
1: Well, I think you also need to realize that. so well, everybody's sitting inside looking out their windows thinking, Wow, that's a bad storm. We had our whole crew out here trying to do everything they could to take care of these cows and, and uh, it it's pretty demoralizing to see what had happened and knowing that we put everything forward that we could and You know, you look at all of us out there, and I've never quite experienced it with our our clothes just absolutely frozen. And, uh, you know, everybody's dealing with it afterwards, just the mental and and, uh, physical exhaustion plus the emotional part of it really hit the whole crew because every one of these animals has been born on this farm. They've been raised here. They've never left here and uh, been cared for from the time they are a day old, so it's pretty hard to see them go.
0: Crushing, I'm sure, emotionally uh, for your family and and for the family that is your crew— what are some of those people saying? I mean, have they been able to go on?
1: Well, a lot of tears were shed. You know, we, it doesn't matter who you were, as me, Kyle, or anybody else. were out there dealing with it, and Kyle and I were the first ones to be on scene there. Uh, we spent two and a half hours trying to move a few of them, and uh, finally we realized that we got to turn towards what's left living and start taking care of them. Mm. It was yeah. just too hard emotionally to deal with what we were
0: doing. I can't even imagine. Um, again, we're talking with Jason Sheehan of j k Dairy over uh, eastern Washington where a freak blizzard um, just kicked them in the gut and took the lives of, well, between uh, over a dozen dairy farms, took uh, nearly 1,700 animals, if I'm not mistaken. That number could potentially go higher as some of these cows sustained injuries or, or you know, problems from the cold. Um, really glad to hear that none of these people were, but it sounds like you guys were kind of putting your safety on the line. If your clothes were freezing on your bodies while you're out there trying to save these animals, that had to be a scary, scary situation, even for your own personal safety.
1: Well, I don't think you ever think of that stuff. I mean, what what we're down doing out there is knowing that you got to take care of the cows. And it got to a point where we decided that we need to make sure that we were all safe and, and uh, hopefully the cows. You know, I mean, I've been here 17 years. My in-laws have been here over 40 years. And we've never lost cows from a storm, um, never shut milk barns down. Uh, in all my 17 years, we've always had the milk truck here and always been able to pick up milk one way or the other. Uh, we, were, we The milk trucks called us a good afternoon on Saturday and said, we're done. We're pulling the trucks off the road. We'll see you in the daylight hours tomorrow. and. <sighs> That yeah. kind of hits you too, thinking, well, like, oh, I guess you know you, you don't ever want to give in or give up." But when you got other people telling you that they're taking trucks off the road for safety, then you realize that it's pretty bad because we really hadn't seen anything out of a little half-mile circle here.
0: Mm. And you feel kind of abandoned. Then it's just you and and the crew and the cows left to deal with. With not, the, not that the milk truck could really do anything other than take the milk away if you were able to milk the cows, but it really would leave you a feeling like, wow, we're out here battling the elements because you can't just call it off. I mean, dairy farm on the operation itself, it's not like you can just say, well, we're going to pack it in for the day. It is a different, entirely different story for you guys.
1: You know, one thing I also want to add too is the team of people we work with around here is pretty awesome they were trying to tell people to go home they they didn't want to go home they want to make sure they stayed here we had guys putting in really long days and um didn't matter what we tried to tell them they were going to stick it out and make sure that Mm. all the cows were bedded and fed again we had guys coming in on their day off on sunday just to help because they they knew that everybody was needed so really really impressive the the kind of crew we work with and the people and how important this this is to everybody
0: so i'm sure a ton of adrenaline what happens in the days after that, you told me before we came on the air, it's kind of like mm-hmm. the adrenaline ran out Monday after, you know what? How many hours of chaos? And I'm sure the work continues to deal with this and and to try to get back to some kind of normal. Um, What's carrying you guys now?
1: Well, I think, like any dairyman knows, you you can't stop uh, the cows the cows need to be taken care of and so you just dig deep and make sure that you do everything you can and sunday was a long day a lot of us didn't go home till between six and eight thirty that night Uh, some of us had been here since 11 o'clock the night before straight through and obviously getting some lunch breaks and meal breaks things like that but um the next day we all show up and put in the extra time again and our goal was to get back to regular operations as quick as we could and uh very impressed with how everybody just never complained and never said anything. We just all got to it and got the place back in order. And by Monday evening, we were operating normal again, but it wasn't for a lack of effort. Everybody
0: put everything they had forward. Yeah. You guys got to be exhausted still to this point. I would think that takes a long time to recover from. and, And then just, you know, the heartbreak of, of losing those animals, That that's something that doesn't go away anytime soon.
1: No, we we all lost a piece of our heart on this one. So you're just going to have to, I, I, I don't, we'll never forget it. We're going to obviously look forward and try to move on. And But anybody that thinks for a second that there's anyone on these farms that doesn't have deep caring and compassion for these animals, obviously, doesn't know dairymen very well. Yeah
0: what what do you do now i mean what what happens with these animals i know there had been some questions and i know f- for one the law clearly says and this will not be happening it's not like these animals can be consumed or you know slaughtered for beef or something like that um what happens next
1: you know we're we've we're working with our Our state and local officials and figuring out a plan, I think uh, composting the animals is probably the the safest and most cost-effective plan, as well as uh, the best for the environment. So uh, a lot of guys are moving forward and, like I say, working with everybody and making sure that we're doing it uh, as safe and safe as we can, And, and obviously treating the cows with dignity also.
0: Jason, thanks for being able to share this story. I, I'm sure you're tired. I know you've been on TV talking about this, explaining what happened as the public finds out and wants to know what went on. Um, you've been, I'm sure, working extra long hours from what you normally work, which is a lot, um, and and still hard hit by the emotions of this. Thank you for being able to share this story with us here. Um, So we could understand and and try to grasp how this happened and what you guys are going through. Know that a lot of people over here on the west side are praying for you guys still uh, because they understand the devastation um, that you guys are going through. Um, So I I want you guys to know that over there. There are a lot of people that still have you guys in in their thoughts and prayers, you know, eventually you have to think about the even the economic stuff and all you know what this imp how this impacts the operation and all that kind of i'm sure that it's all been kind of too early to even really delve into that and too raw um but i i do thank you for for being able to kind of open up and share uh here on the program this morning about what went on
1: no that's no problem I, it's been a Tremendous amount of uh, support and outreach from everybody in the dairy community. We've got a lot of friends, obviously, with Kyle's Ties and just with people we know on the west side and throughout all the Pacific Northwest and Idaho and Oregon and everywhere. So um, a lot of support, um, a lot of texts, a lot of phone calls and things like that. That helps you get through.
0: Jason Sheehan. Uh, owner of uh, J&K Dairy over in Sunnyside, having just gone through a week ago a nightmare, a a freak blizzard that ended up taking the lives of many cows, not only on his dairy, but uh, over a dozen other operations. Thanks for, for sharing the story with us this morning.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.